Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Point Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about some history, right? We're going to talk about some history, right? And one of the main focal points of us talking about history is um, we're going to talk about black aboriginals, right? Were there any black folks that lived in the Americas before Columbus? I mean, just period, right? It's not really don't have to do with pre-Columbian this or that, but just period. Were black folks living in the West? Were they living in the Americas? Were black folks in South America, Central America, the islands, and North America, right? That's going to be today's conversation. I had somebody reach out to me, and um, of course, we all know that the uh, this platform, Real Black Content Forum Podcast, the fuel and the engine to the machine is comments, right? That's how we, it's the comments that we base everything on. So, you know, if you check in with us, you know, we don't ask you to subscribe. We don't ask you to like. Um, we will ask you to share the content. Because if you can share the content, that would increase the amount of comments that we actually have. And that's where the real magic takes place, right? In the comments where people, you know, kind of go back and forth. Most importantly, though, that's where viewers can kind of like check in the comment box and see what source is what. And who's using a source to support this information or deny the information, right? But it's all a good conversation and it's all about history, right? So again, today's conversation, we're going to talk about black aboriginals from the Americas, right? And um, instead of me using a whole bunch of sources like I normally do, I think I may be, you know, throwing some people off when I use a bunch of sources. So I'm going to show you guys one source and then we're going to come back and have a, another conversation in the future. And then I'm going to just show you another source. That way the videos won't be as long and then it'll just make more sense because you just have one document to go by, right? If that makes sense. Now, no matter what document I bring to some extent, it's not going to make sense for some people, right? And if you can kind of see the header, it's a, um, it's a photo, it's an image of the Americas. North America and South America. And to the right column, you see it says 2.5 billion people are Christians. Then it says 1.8 billion people are Muslims. But there are only 7.5 billion people in the world. Right? Alright, so what I'm um what I'm actually trying to point your attention to is this: that when you have a Bible believer or a Muslim believer. Just based on definition of religion, right, and origin and etymology, these are a group of people, right, by and large, that hold to the belief that at one point of time in history, right, in world history, there was a period of time where the Americas was empty. There are absolutely no people living in the Americas. Nobody is the whole landmass is empty. There's no people on it. Because religion, of course, 
it teaches you how to look at the world. And religion to some people, it gives them an etymology of things, an origin of things, right? So if you get a Bible believer or a Quran believer, generally they're going to believe that the world started somewhere on the east, somewhere in the Middle East, somewhere in Africa, somewhere in India, somewhere, just somewhere over there on the other side of the Atlantic. They just believe that. Not only that, you can also kind of like nail it down to a certain extent that a lot of Christians and Muslims believe that it was a such thing like Noah's Ark. And when the Noah, you know, you got out the Noah's Ark and Noah's Ark had like three sons and it was his sons, his children that populated the world. But Noah's Ark, I think it landed like in Turkey, right? So the world in essence started in Turkey and then people migrated all over the place. Right. So if you come with some information that's saying that there was people already in the Americas. You're going to see the biggest objection from folks that come from these faiths because it's not going to really make sense. They're like, no, the Americas was empty. And the importance of identifying that these people are going to believe that America's is empty is that they got an ideal in the head that if you see any people in the Americas. South, Central, or North, they came there from somewhere else. That's what it all boils down to. They came here from somewhere else. So if I show you some documents that show you that black folks was in the Americas way before Columbus, they had to have come from Africa. Because <laughs> that's that's how it works. That's the mental frame up. And it's just like it's not on them as a person that read information because See, the institutions, the schools and everything is set up underneath their foundation. Whether they might admit to it or not, the biblical foundation is that human beings begin on the other side of the Atlantic. Africa, Europe, Middle East, India somewhere, Pakistan somewhere, some even they even throw Asia in. Right? Somewhere in that Asian world. Life did not start in the Americas. People migrated to the Americas, but when the explorers, right, European explorers, when they left the shores of Portugal or they left the shores of Spain or they left the UK, they came over from Limey land somewhere and they got to the Americas no matter where they went, whether it was Canada, the territory that we call the United States, Mexico, the islands, South America, they noticed that it was people already there. And those people that was there, they didn't have no history of them coming from somewhere else. They were just always there. So it's important that we talk about this as a foundational piece because some people is not going to get it. And those people that's primarily not going to get it are those that, again, they kind of like have a Christian or Muslim belief that the world started, you know, somewhere in the east and people migrated all over the planet. Right. If that makes sense. The source we're going to use in today's conversation as researchers, philosophical, and antiquarian concerning the Aboriginal history of America by J.H. McCall, Jr., M.D. It was published in 1829, right? If you can, I want you to take a screenshot of the source. This is the source that we're going to go by. This is the only source we're going to read in. And that's it. We ain't going to use a bunch of sources no more. We're going to talk about one, right? 
just this one source. The title stands out the most. Aboriginal History of America. Aboriginal History of America. That's cold. The source alone, right? So when we talk about the Aboriginal History of America, we got to be very clear on what is an Aboriginal. What is an Aboriginal, right? Let's take a look at the definition of what an Aboriginal is before we go any further. According to the Webster's Dictionary, 1828, right? An Aboriginal is the first. It's the original. It's the primitive. Original people are the first inhabitants of a country. Second point. Aboriginal tribes of America. Aboriginal. An original or primitive inhabitant. The first settlers in a country are called Aboriginal. As the Celts in Europe and Indians in America. All right. We got to be very clear on the definition when we talk about the Aboriginals. Now, if you notice something, 1828 Webster's Dictionary, Indian and Aboriginal is the same thing. It's not two different things. Sometimes you get, you know, you get these guys on YouTube and they try to make a distinguishment. Like they say, oh, the Mongolian style is an Indian, but the Black Sea, we really Aboriginal. They try to make it look like it's two different things. And what we're not going to do is try to reinvent the wheel. We we ain't gonna take the English language and we gonna you gonna make it up as we go along. Indians and Aboriginals are the same thing. It's not two different things. It's the same thing, right? Just to be clear, so when we have our conversation, I don't want to see no. Oh, see, this is that and that is this. No, we just use an English language. We ain't making it up again. We ain't making it up as we go along, right? So now let's dive into the book, right? There's only the one source we're gonna use, and we're gonna go right to page 24. As we go to the first paragraph, it says, Though America possesses some dark brown men approaching to be black, yet has been almost universally believed that there were no Aboriginal blacks or Negroes found on this continent, right? This is page 24, and it's the complexion and appearance. And right off, the writer is saying, listen, it's been universally known. These guys are Europeans. They from Limey Land. They like, yo, we know that this, the whole world, we just knew that there was no such thing as black folks or Negroes found on the continent of North America, Central America, South America. This is universally known, right? Some of you guys that's listening have this same belief today. All right, let's continue though. It says, but from considering the peculiar circumstances under which a black race was found in North America, I hold it more probable that the common opinion is erroneous. Now, let's stop and build on that. What does erroneous mean? What does that mean? Somebody said, man, that's erroneous. We got to just, we build it now, right? Let's have, we having a conversation. What does that mean? Do me a favor. You got to reach out to your Afrocentric brothers on this one, right? Get your Afrocentric brothers and pull them into the room. Invite them to the podcast, right? 
Invite them to come to the podcast and comment. See, we got the source. Because let me backtrack a little bit. We got the source. And we're talking about a document that was written in the 19th century. So what do I typically say on this podcast, right? The stuff that you're reading now, a lot of it is garbage. Because it's a narrative already made. So if you read any document that happened after like 1910... Anything that comes in the 20th century, the concept of all blacks come from Africa is like, this is the universal thinking. So writers kind of wrote around that thing, right? Not that people wasn't necessarily trying to lie to you. That's the theme that they wrote around. Everybody came from Africa and black folks do come from Africa. That's a real thing. And it's nothing fake about that. But when we go back to the 19th century and the 18th century and the 17th century, Normally, that's the sources I read from because there was a time in this territory that we call the United States that, see, black folks wasn't allowed to read. That means that nobody is writing this stuff to fool you. <laughs> they ain't trying to trick you. They're not even writing this to you. Big VJ is reading this to you. You on Real Black Conscious to form podcasts. They're not going to, you didn't get this in the public school system. They're not going to tell you this at private school. You went to Catholic school and all that. That's cool. They're not telling you that there. They're not telling you this in the mosque. They're not telling you this in the church house. You got to go read this kind of information. So again, we let's go back. Let's go back. It's erroneous to believe that now. Like, it's foolish. We thought that that was a universal thing, but that's, that's foolish. Let's continue though. Torquey Mayday says... That Californians showed no manner of surprise at the sight of some Negroes that accompanied Vesciano on a voyage to this coast, A.D. 1602, right? As I have seen from Tocomitos and Miroquois in Indiana, I can only quote from Vinegas, then he got the source, who says that Tocomita that when a Negro was ordered to distribute some biscuit to the Californians at Bay of St. Barnabas, the natives, quote, seemed greatly pleased at the sight of the Negro and signified to him that they lived in friendship and correspondence with a people of his color and that not far from thence was a Negro village. Let's stop. This is all in California. This is all taking place in California. The explorers, they coming out, they hanging. We all know that there was blacks with these explorers. Many of those blacks was Moors, right? He was instructed to get, hey, yo, go get the locals, the Californians, right? The Indians. Go get them some biscuits. Go get them some bread, right? We're going to probably kill them later, but we need you to be the face to warm up to him. And as this brother was approaching these Indians, they was like excited to see him because they knew that there was Indians that looked like him. He was a Negro. And they said, oh, no, man, they got a village. It's down the way, bro. People that look like you got a village down the way, man. They're good peoples. Let's stop. We got to build on that. Real Black Continents Forum Podcast we have a theme when we talk about black aboriginals. And our theme is that these explorers, when they came from, again, 
Portugal, Spain, France, Limey Land, which is, you take your pick, you can call them British, English, UK, whatever. Just Limey Land, though, right? When it came to the West, these writers, they all ran into black folks when it was in Central America, South America, and the islands. And then Real Black Conscious Forum Podcast, we also talk about how California and Florida, there were pockets of black folks that was already here. It was already here. Now, again, this document we're reading, this is this is 19th century now. When was black folks allowed to read in America? Maybe that's a better question for the listeners. When was it legal for you to even read? <laughs> right? So nobody's putting this information to fool you. What I don't like, though, is when you talk to your aboriginal brothers and you show them the information, just like I pulled a document from the 19th century that said that there were black aboriginals. We're reading that now, right? You got the source. I can also pull you other documents that talk about how Africans were on the slave vessels and they came to the Americas. So what they kind of try to do is disprove one thing so they can kind of like prove another thing. It's kind of weird. They try to make it look like the slave trade didn't exist. No, it, it existed. So that's why I go by the title of Black American or I would even go with American Negro. But I don't use African American on this title. I don't. But I understand that the black life, the black experience, our genetic makeup because of the horrors that we faced on these plantations, many of us, there's a mix of gumbo. We're mixed in with so many lineages and bloodlines. We technically are a new people. Some people don't like when I say that. But that's just, this is my research. This is my understanding. This is my family history. We just mixed up with a lot of different people. But the average black American is mixed up. They're not one thing. They're mixed up with a lot of different people. You mixed up with a lot of different English. You mixed up with a lot of different French. We just mixed up Spanish. We mixed up with the Aboriginal blacks that was already here. We mixed up with the um, Mongolian style, quote unquote, Mongolian style Indian. We African. We all mixed up. So you put us in a pot of gumbo and we come out what? That's what gumbo is. It's a big mix. Now we are what? We are the American Negro. We the black American now. African is an ingredient. Aboriginal being an Indian as an ingredient. More is an ingredient. Hebrew, I'm going to pull a document one day. We're going to have a conversation. And I'm going to pull a document out. There was a Hebrew who came off the slave ship. Right? And he gave his testimony. Of course, we're going to have that on a different conversation. But we all mixed in at this point. All of us is mixed in, if that makes sense. Let's go to... Um, we're going to skip it. Go to page 25 now, right? Same book. Page 25, it says, uh, second paragraph. We're not going to do first. Let's do second. In another part of history, if reliance can be placed upon whether the correctness of the relation of a race of blacks was seen at so early a period of our history that it seems impossible to avoid the conclusion that they were aboriginal. Peter Martyr, then they got the source, third decade, page 97. In describing the journey of Balboa, talking about uh, Vasquez, across the Itmus of Darien, AD 1511, 
gives the following story, quote, there is a region above two days journey from Querica, which we don't say Querica anymore, we say Panama, in which they found only blackamoors, which is Negroes, right? If you haven't been up to speed on that, I got a conversation in the archive. It says it's talk about Negro land and we go thoroughly over the word Negro land. And the further you go back in history, the term Negro goes from blackamoors. Right. Check that. Good conversation. Right. Check it out. Continue, though. And those exceedingly fierce and cruel, unquote. Then it continues to says the circumstance of finding them there. He attempted to explain by conjecture that they were Ethiopians who had crossed Atlantic to rob the country and that after having been shipwrecked, they had been compelled by the natives to take refuge in the mountains. Let's stop. Let's build on that just a quick second, right? Quick second, quick second, quick second. You know, Nunes was known for, uh, he was, um, I don't want to say, there was no term for gay bashing at the time. Nunes is known for killing, uh, not to offend anybody, but there was, there was no word for it. But today, let me say it this way. Today, we would call these people transvestites, right? This is the backstory of what Peter Martin was talking about. When Bamboa came into play, he came across some Indians. There was, um, there was cross-dressers. In his estimate, they were men with breasts. So when he went on his slaughter to kill the Indians, he killed many of them quick and fast. But the homosexual Indians, who he felt like was cross-dressers, homosexuals, they was effeminate. Nunez just uh, tied them up and killed them with dogs. He put the dogs on them. There's like 40 or 50 Indians that was living what they would call today a transvestite life. In any event, though, when Nunez was in Panama, he noticed that some of the servants of these Indian chiefs, right? Some of the servants was Negroes. So he's like, yo, what, what, what does these Negroes come from? And the answer from the Indian chiefs would say, oh, no, they come from, they stay down the way. They have a village down yonder, which was kind of like, this is shocking to them because they're thinking to themselves, which is universally known that all black folks is from Africa. And then they come over the Atlantic and then they see, man, it's black folks over here too. Not only that, I want to build on something else that when they thought about the circumstance of seeing these black Amores that live a little ways off in Panama, it was the conjecture that there were Ethiopians that crossed the Atlantic to rob the country. <laughs> now, here, this is the devil in true form. Now, this man is literally going all over the place, robbing, killing natives and everything else. And when he heard there was some black folks there, he seen some black folks there. He said, well, they must have came from Ethiopian, which um, to put it in context, I don't want you guys to think about the real country of Ethiopia. There was a time that the whole land of Africa was called Ethiopia. In fact, what we call uh, like the Atlantic Ocean today, many moons ago, that was called the Ethiopian Ocean. Right. Ethiopian just means burnt skin, black folks. That, that's all it really means. So 
you know, sometimes a lot of people get into the way, I ain't really black, you know, black this and black that. They kind of shy away from the word black. But, um, I mean, everything meant black. Ethiopia meant black, burnt skin. Uh, Kemet meant land of the blacks. Um, Niger meant black. Um, you know, the uh, the Arabs used to call a lot of people the Zanj. Z-A-N-J. That just meant black. You know, um, the Sudan. That just means, that also means, I should say, the land of the blacks. And uh, even when we come to the Americas, right, there's a land called ECAB. We had a conversation about that on this platform. ECAB, E-C-A-B, right, which is around the area of the Mayans. ECAB means the land of the blacks too, right? But they ain't talked to you about that one. That's, maybe that's a different story for a different day. They left that out. <laughs> Well, you know, the public schools got you. But again, yo, I got to go back to this. Nobody is kind of like trying to pull a wall over nobody out. They just didn't know. How do you frame it, man? Of course, anytime you talk about history, some details is going to be left out. So you got black folks that really believe that all black people come from Africa. And in the same breath, many of those very same black folks, they get their POV of the world through religion. So those are the same people that believe that there were one point of time in world history. I got to repeat this because I got to drill this home. There was a time in world history that there were no people living in what we call the Americas. The whole place was just a big wilderness. It was empty. Nobody lived here. Nobody lived here. Then a so-called white man, he said, well, you know, a hundred thousand years ago, somebody walked across the Bering Strait and then it came down and just populated the whole Americas and that don't make sense. Walked over the Bering Strait. When they stopped walking. <laughs> if they came over on the Bering Strait, when they stopped. <laughs> do people still walk over on the Bering Strait? Oh, they did it many moons ago. Now they don't do it no more. Yeah, okay, right. But that's the POV. But then, if we put that in context, the religious kind of like, you know, background people. I mean, these are people that believe that the snake could walk at one point of a time. And then the snake kind of got cursed and he couldn't walk no more. And then they believe that there was no pain in childbirth. And then the woman, she ate a piece of fruit and now she have pains in childbirth. Right. Um, they believe that there was a Noah's Ark and things of this nature. And that's okay. It's okay, right? Because I come from that. That's my background as well. And when you kind of have that background, when somebody always show you a landmass such as America that always got people on it, now it really doesn't make sense to you. Right? So let's go all the way back to the foundation. The foundation is this. Um, it was universally known or believed that there were no black folks in the Americas. And now, if you go through this document, because it's important to give you the source, you got it now. You can read through this. It's a good read. It takes maybe like a day and a half to read the whole joint. And uh, we had a conversation on this platform maybe like um, maybe like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Well, we talked about the same source. I'm not, I don't come up with new sources. It's the same. I use the same sources all the time. So in closing, I want to talk about this because 
One of the comments felt like I would say that we're black Indians, then I would say that we're not black Indians. What we tend to do is that our community has like an all or nothing approach on information. Again, Real Black Conscious Form Podcast, through history and research, we show and prove that Central America, South America, and the islands always have black folks living there. And then when it came to the territory that we call the United States, it's California and it's Florida, right? That's just a reality. Now, we have to think about that in terms of history now. When Abraham Lincoln said he was going to free the slaves, I always use this example. When he said he was going to free the slaves, he was going to send them where? I always use this example because we just got to start putting two and two together at this point. When Abraham Lincoln said he was going to free the slaves, he said he was going to send them to Africa, right? But where else did he say? Did he say Canada? Did he say the UK? We're going to send them to Limey Land. <laughs> did he say Russia? Did he say Asia, China? No, beloved. He said he was going to send them to Africa, Central America, South America, and the islands. Why are these places? These are the places that black folks was already from. These are the places that the Negro was already at. So if you're going to expel the Negro out the country in order for them to kind of like integrate into a different society, it'd be easier to integrate the Negro in a society that he's already at shade and color wise. He may be a little different culturally, but he looked like these folks. So you can come to, you know, much of that haven't changed today. If you want to expel some brothers out of Detroit, what could you send us today? If you got to be around other black folks, where would you send us? If you want to expel some folks out of Chicago or New York City or the Carolinas or Atlanta, where would you send them? Stuff haven't changed today. You send them to Africa. They can blend in and fit in. If they don't want to go to Africa, they can go to the Caribbeans. Or they can go to Central America or they can go to South America because they're going to blend in. Other black folks already been living there. You can blend into the culture. I know one sister moved to Colombia. She said she'd never move back to the United States. She said Colombia is full of black folks. And nobody got that. We came from Africa story. <laughs> but they put that on our people because of our paint job. We have the paint job that the Africans have. Africans are dark brown, light brown, and copper colored. And the American Negro is dark brown, light brown, and copper colored. For many of you guys that don't know, copper color means light skinned. Stay off YouTube. You know, except for when you come to my channel and hang out. <laughs> but see, uh, that again, that goes to how a lot of our people become internet scholars. We think copper color means brown skin. It doesn't mean that. Again, these are English terms that come out of Limey Land. Take your pick. You can call them British. You can call them English, UK, whatever. Limey land. The term copper color comes from that region of the earth. And they didn't have a term for light-skinned at that time. So Fat Joe would be copper colored. Um, Beyonce would be copper colored. Cardi B would be copper colored. Um, Drake would be copper colored. Not nobody dark-skinned or brown-skinned. See, so I don't care what they come up and put the penny in your face and they do all that kind of jazz and they make these videos with the music in the back and they show you a bunch of old pennies. That doesn't mean copper color. Right. 
But we had a conversation about that that's in the archives too, if you want to take a look. So yeah, um, that's gonna to be today's conversation, man. You got the source, you got that, and we want to close out on this. Now, being that we are fully aware that there were aboriginals in the territory that we call America, Central America, South America, and the islands. What we do push back on this platform is that we push back on Cherokee. We push back on Choctaw. We push back on Cheyenne or Lakota or, you know, Chickasaw. Many of these Native American Indian tribes that's predominantly held by the um, quote-unquote Mongolian-style Indian. Because we're Aboriginals doesn't mean that we had the same tribe and we shared the same tribe. That doesn't mean that. And what we tend to do is we get some information. And again, I'm going back to the all or nothing kind of deal. We kind of try to hijack other people's identity to make it our own. Because many of our people in the United States don't have their own. Because many of our people in the United States, they wasn't Aboriginals in the first place. Many of our people in the United States did come from Africa. And many of the black folks that live in these very same islands, right, that we talked about earlier, Central America, South America, and the island, those people are aboriginals mixed in with Africans. But they're aboriginals. This is why, going back to the Abraham Lincoln scenario, he wanted to ship our people out to people that already had blacks there. Now, if you wanted to experience culture and have a cultural expression and, you know, kind of like um, feel the warmth of blackness, where would you go? Would you go to St. Louis to do that? Would you go to New York City for so you can hold dear the expression of blackness? Would you go to Milwaukee to celebrate blackness? You wouldn't go to none of these places. You had to go to Africa. You have to go to Central America, South America, and the islands. This is where you got all the the so-called devil. When he went to these places, he kind of put his Catholic label on them, and he called them carnivals, because there was festivals, right? They was having these festivals all the time, putting the feathers on, putting the costumes on, and they have this expression that's a black expression, but it's tribal. Nobody taught them that. They already been there. They learned that. They was already there. We don't know that kind of stuff in Detroit. We don't have that kind of expression. That's a cultural expression. They have that expression because they was already there. How come you don't have it? If you're native like them, how come you don't have it? You don't have it. Our people come out of the plantations where we're mixed up like gumbo and we have different genetics and different bloodlines because we are mixed in the plantations. But there were some people that was black that was already here. But there's another pocket of us that came from somewhere else. That's a reality. And we're jumping on this train of everybody that's black. The 50 million of us from the United States, all of us was Aboriginal. And the 5 million Mongolian-style Indians is somehow fake. But the 50 million don't know nothing. They ain't got no language. They ain't got no culture. They ain't got nothing. And they blame everything on being um, reclassified and... Um, the school system and it's like a bunch of like clownish reasons why they forgot who they was but at the very same breath 
These people in Central America, South America, and the islands, I don't care what you label them, they still exhibit culture. And like we say on Real Black Conscious Forum Podcast, I'll leave you with this, right? I'll leave you with this. When you start looking at the pockets of Aboriginal blacks, you got to go to Florida, you got to go to California, right? And when I say Florida and California, the map that we see today of Florida is not the real map. Florida was like, it went from here all the way to Louisiana. Now, we're talking about culture, right? Me, myself, I have a plantation culture. I used to be ashamed of it, but it's cool. It's who I am. I have a plantation culture, meaning that everything that we learn on a plantation, that's what we do today. Religion, name, dress, life, and in death, right? But I want to show you an example. We are black folks, but my culture is a plantation culture, right? Now... Let's talk about death, right? Let's talk about death. The way that I bury my loved ones is the same way that my forefathers learned to bury their loved ones on a plantation. Meaning we're mimicking the so-called white man because we're his property, right? Okay, I want to paint a picture for you. How many of you guys ever seen how they bury their loved ones in New Orleans. Now, all of us is living underneath the heading of black folks, right? But when you see somebody die, black folks now, in New Orleans, you see the, what they may call the second line, they're dancing, they're jumping, they have a cultural expression that, who taught them that? Who taught them to do that? If, if all of us come out of the plantation and all of us come from Africa, we should all be kind of like, Walking step to step to step. Who came along and taught them to do that in Louisiana? Which was one day Florida. But today is Louisiana. Who taught them to do that? Because we don't do that in Michigan. That's why I'm from. I'm from Detroit. Now we can't throw this flag around that. Hey. The French had Louisiana. Because the French had Michigan too. See. But we don't act like that. Now that's a cultural expression. Who taught them that cultural expression? Nobody. This is what I'm trying to show my brother that everybody want to be Aboriginal. There's spots in history in your life that there's culture that I don't care what you reclassify somebody as. It's not going to take their culture. We can call those folks down in New Orleans black or we can call them Colombian, Canadian, Asian. We can keep we can do all this reclassification, but they're going to do that when somebody die. How come you don't do that? You see, you see what I'm saying? You do what the plantation man do. And we know plantations had the connection with Africa. You see, you see what I'm saying? If this making sense, I'm trying to make it make sense. Plantations had a connection with Africans. And then from that plant, that connection with Africans, other different groups was brought on. And your parents and my parents could have had relationships with different people and became a new people genetically. But who we were was we came from the motherland but there were some black folks that didn't come from the motherland they look like us they walk like us they talk like us they may even dance like us but they have a different expression of culture so we watch every year haiti try to be a part of the african union 
They walk like them people. They talk like them people. They hang out with them people. And at the end of it all, they're denied by the African Union. Because black folks in this Western world got to wake up one day and find out that all of us ain't African. And the real deal is that some of them folks in Africa, they know all these black folks ain't African. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Real Black Content to Form Podcast, Big VJ. I get it with you guys later. Peace.